Give me a ring a case you want some ding a -ling. Oh, baby. Give me a ring a case you want some ding a -ling. Uh, give me a ringling case you want some dingling. Oh, oh, it's just me and you in the dark. Oh, I caught you peeking at my soul. Oh, 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 I caught you peeking at my soul. Oh, 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 I caught you peeking at my soul. Oh, oh, as I walk barefoot across the sun. I get into it a lot of time with people who always trying to, um, you know, they got they got their thing, you know, and they they want people to live up to the version of you that they see in their head. And I'm gonna tell y'all that's bullshit. You know, any fool can master his craft, but only a wise man can master himself or herself. That's real shit, man. That's what I live by, and I encourage you guys to. Take that in consideration sometimes. Alright. Now they got these weather, artificial weather changing niggas. Now look, they changing the weather and shit like that. And what the fuck are you going to do about it? Look, I'm going to just show y'all this video. And I'm going to be honest, at the end of the day, you can't do nothing about it. If a motherfucker want to change the weather, uh, if they want to uh, block the sun, you can't do nothing about it, man. Like, uh, I'm just going to entertain you guys with some fear porn. Here you go. <laughs> Meteorologist Ben Hash, tell us what's going on today. Yeah, the storm is coming. The rain will come over. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting bored. Oh, 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 oh. Of my back to life family today has absolutely blown my mind i just found out that dubai literally pays 500 million dollars a year and feeds the clouds 127 times a year so that it actually rains here like who who does that first of all that is crazy but i just witnessed it it's raining like i'm in the desert and it is rain i'm gonna show you all the rainbow literally and i was just told that it doesn't rain here and when there's a sandstorm they feed the clouds it's called cloud feeding i don't understand what that means but they feed the clouds and then it rains like all right it's coming i gotta prove it y'all see these little droplets it's coming it's, coming. it's sprinkling this is crazy I was just telling my Instagram earlier today they don't rain here. It's raining. Look at the rainbow. Oh, there's a sandstorm going on right now in Dubai, right? So they're literally feeding the clouds. This is crazy. Oh my gosh. What in the world? This is dope as Meteorologist Ben Hatch, tell us what's going on today. Yeah, this guy going over here. <laughs> right now, the storm is coming. And after 10 to 15 minutes, the rain will come over. Oh my gosh, I'm getting bored. Oh, 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 oh. We're in Dubai, in the desert. It's blowing sand absolutely everywhere. I'm, we're not joking. Every year, I'll yeah. tell you. You can tell me. No, you tell them. The thing is, every year, if the hot season is going to be too hot, the government, they will do one thing. 
thing is they're doing cloud feeding. Cloud feeding. 127 times a year? Yeah. Because it's too hot and there's too much sand. It's raining on me. I feel it. Yeah, it's Oh, so I'm not, they know I'm not lying. Look at his shirt. Yeah. That's crazy. It's raining. Look at this. Only in Dubai. Literally. That's crazy, yo. Who does this? They do it. Of course. Look, that's rain. I haven't seen rain in so long. Oh my gosh, I feel so good. Yes, rain on me, baby. See, over here, it is clear. Literally, there's sun back there. Everything is good over there. You got Burj Khalifa right there. And then right there, oh my gosh. Right there, more sand is blowing. And you got a rainbow. To save all these buildings to make sure that they can keep operating they literally feed the clouds like it is raining y'all 127 times a year 500 million dollars because of course if it's so hot that they wouldn't be able to operate these buildings so that's why they got to make it rain they got to cool it down i was walking around here and all this just started going and look there's the sun right there beautiful but then you turn this way and there's a freaking rainbow what in the world who du dubai you've outdone yourself this time yo this is absolutely crazy i'm not even playing like i'm standing in the house and next thing i know i'm like oh i'm shooting another vlog it's raining <laughs> that's dope like y'all see all the trees right here we're literally just blowing back and forth oh a g-wagon that's beautiful great job oh my goodness look at that thing that is beautiful and this is literally like it's all calm now it's done but it's coming from this side again. Wait, it looks so clear. Where is it coming from? This way. That's crazy. Like y'all, literally just five minutes ago, this was all dark. Scamming is at an all time high. And I'm not gonna lie, that motherfucking car insurance, car warranty, whatever, that shit's aggravating. Another thing is aggravating is all these inboxes from the Illuminati and shit like that on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. But we got Amazon scams now, and I want y'all to take a look at this video because you, too, might be getting hit up and don't even know it. Now, I use Amazon all the fucking time, and now I don't know what this is all about, but I tell y'all what, they probably trying to take down Amazon or try to normalize it, but Amazon has became the new Walmart. D, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everybody fucking with Amazon, but check this video out. Well, do you have any orders on the way from Amazon? If the answer is yes, you are a prime target for the latest Amazon scam. NBC4 consumer reporter John Matter-Reese shows you what to watch out for so you don't waste your money. Many Ohioans have been placing hundreds of orders at Amazon during the pandemic. So many orders, we don't remember our last one. That's why it's very easy to fall for this latest phone scam. Kimberly Moore was at her health administrator job when she received a strange call on her cell. All is regarding your purchase from Amazon.com. You have made a transaction of $529. A very specific amount of money of a purchase that they wanted to see if I made. But Kimberly never made any such purchase. The automated call then gave her an option. Then call this number because then they need to get it all straightened out for you. Luckily, instead of calling, she checked her Amazon account and realized there was no such $500 order. These calls are effective because they catch you off guard while you're reading a book or watching TV or making dinner and you don't have Amazon open in front of you. That order seemed to be fraudulent. Press one to talk with Amazon fraud department executives. Sometimes it's a woman. Speak to Amazon service manager by pressing one. 
The FTC says if you press one, an agent will ask for the credit card number attached to the account. Don't do it. It's a scam. Amazon will email you personally with your name if there's an account issue. Kim is glad she checked her account online before calling the number back. I figured it was a fraud, but even still, I was like, oh my gosh, do, do, was there 500 and something dollars now missing from my account? Luckily, her account was fine. Still not sure? Ask the caller to read you your account number. Chances are they don't know it. So you don't waste your money. I'm John Matteries, NBC4. Tech and tech and tech and tech and tech. And I stay up on tech. And if you are a small business or large business or whatever, like, or an artist, or anybody, especially all of you motherfuckers that be on the show and that's watching the show right now, check this out. Always keep your eyes into tech because tech will keep you ahead of the game. Technology is what I'm talking about. Now, but what is the impact of technology on our brains at this point in time? Because I know a lot of you motherfuckers can't take a map and make it from here to New York City. And I'm in Atlanta right now. But... That GPS will get you there. But without the GPS, you probably can't even get to the supermarket. Yeah. Check this out. In 2009, a plane was flying from New Jersey to Buffalo, New York. As it cruised on autopilot at 16,000 feet, it encountered a massive storm front. Approaching the airport, the plane's controls began to shudder loudly, a sign the plane was losing lift and might stall. The pilot took action. He pulled back on the controls, lifting the plane's nose. This was precisely the wrong thing to do. Instead of preventing a stall, he caused one. The plane spun out of control and plummeted into a house, killing all on board. How had this pilot forgotten his basic emergency training? Is technology ruining our memory? We're all living in the age of Google. When we Google one thing and Wikipedia another, we're not relying on our brains, but on our fingertips. Is it making us dumber? First, consider there are two types of memory. Non-declarative memory for skills, emotions and movements, like how to ride a bike. And then there's declarative memory for facts and information, like your phone number or the capital of Australia. So when we use technology to look up information, we're extending our declarative memories. But is that at the expense of what's in our brain? The hippocampus is a major part of the brain we use in declarative memory function. It gives us the ability to retain and recall memories about facts like the largest animal on earth and events like your first kiss or the first CD you bought. The formation of new declarative memories relies on both the hippocampus and a region around it, the parahippocampal gyrus. So what happens when we have information at our fingertips and we don't need to remember facts anymore? Well, the process in our brain of how we form, retain and recall memories remains the same. What changes is what we choose to form memories about. Instead of remembering more facts, we remember where to find them. This is called the Google effect. In one study, participants who were told they could later look up the answers online did not make the effort to remember general trivia. When asked a question, people actually thought about computers and search engines instead of searching their own memories for the answer. The use of external memory systems is called transactive memory and is not new. Einstein once said, I do not carry such information in my mind since it is readily available in books. Plus, we've relied on other people to remember things for us, like a husband or wife. Now there's a third wheel in the relationship, Google, and it's connecting us like never before. As for that lump of matter inside of our heads, that's connected too. For our declarative memory, using technology just means we're tweaking our memory hard drive so we remember where the files and folders are, where we can find information, not necessarily the facts themselves. 
This will probably happen more and more as our relationship with devices grows, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. fMRI scans show that for people who are internet savvy, areas of our brains are way more active searching for information online than when reading a book. In our brains, the hippocampus is still working the same way, we're just choosing to retain the most efficient way to find information and that's usually online. We're all sharing the work of remembering and it makes us collectively smarter. It's actually pretty adaptive. The only disadvantage is when you need knowledge on the fly. For split-second decisions, all you can search is that lump of matter inside your head. If you have a burning psychology question, leave it in the comments and subscribe to Braincraft for a new video every other week. If you want your videos to be worth something, y'all put it on the blockchain with Odyssey. Check this video out right here, son. Odyssey just enabled hyperchats, and here's how you can use them to support content creators you love, or maybe get supported yourself. Odyssey, the video site built on the library blockchain, is probably the number one alternative video site in the world, with you know tens of millions of users every month. And they recently released a very cool feature called Hyperchats, which is basically like, say, Super Chats in YouTube. Basically, what it lets you do is when you're live streaming and people are on the live chat and they're leaving you comments, it lets you accept payment for some of those comments that get highlighted then. And then you can give special attention for that. And it's kind of you know, paying for your attention in that way. It's a huge source of revenue for streamers and content creators. Unfortunately, with YouTube, there's all kinds of problems. First off, they take almost 30% of it, I believe. Just cut it off the top. And second, you have to go through you know, KYC. You have to give your ID, link a bank account, all that kind of stuff to be able to donate. And of course, to be able to receive and then you can get demonetized for whatever reason your account put on suspension and YouTube demonetizes a lot of people. And more importantly, there's a big barrier to entry. They only let you do super chats if you have at least a whole bunch of followers, at least a certain amount of time. So basically, little creators or those with small passion audiences are just completely left out. Thankfully, Odyssey is to the rescue, and now they've enabled Hyperchats, their version of Superchats. So I'm going to show you really quick how they work and how you, if you're looking to support one of your creators that you really like that's on Odyssey, how you can get set up to use Superchats, even if you might not have any credits right now, which is what Odyssey runs on. So let's go into that. When watching a live stream on Odyssey, under the Live Discussion section, type in your message and make sure to correct your dumb spelling mistakes. Then, before clicking comment, click on the little credit button right next to it. Add a number you want to tip and then click review to review the hyperchat before publishing it. Then hit send. Wait a bit and it'll show up highlighted at the top of the chat. If you don't have any credits, you can click on the little shopping cart option to buy some credits with a credit card. Of course, if you're in the US or some other countries, though, it may not work. The easier way to get credits to tip people with is if you already have crypto to begin with. To do that, go to the Odyssey homepage, then click on your wallet, then click the swap button. Enter the desired credit amount, hit start swap, and then at the next screen, choose which coin you want to pay with. Copy and paste the address and amount into your wallet and send it. Or if you have a phone wallet, Click show QR code, scan that, then enter the amount and hit send. Wait a bit and it'll tell you it's done. 
don't have a supported crypto? Try something like Swapspace, which I've linked in the description, to swap your coins over. Of course, this is an extra step, but if you know what you're doing and you care, it's not that bad. Well, I hope that helped you out. And What's the difference in taking a look and taking a hard look? Anything outside of your body, it's just a distraction. It's an illusion. And I can prove that. Like, <clears throat> you know, your body has DNA and it has a history, you know. But that's one thing. But the other thing, we are just in control of this body. This body is just an avatar. You know what I mean? It's, it's just an avatar. You are a crystal light, and that's just what it is. You know, from the inside, you control things. <clears throat> we control people with signs and symbols, you know, the cross, the onk, you know what I mean? Swastika, all kinds of shit. Signs and symbols. So picture this. But you, before you build a city, you have to have the blueprints. You have to have a writing. So you, if, if you take all writing away, and if you take all language away, what do you have? You know, you don't even have physical labor. Because without writing and without language, nobody follows commands. Nobody does anything except do their natural whatever that is. You know what I mean? They're in their natural state, you know. And people talk about mental illness. Mental illness is also a myth. I mean, think about this. <clears throat> how is somebody mentally ill when they can't operate a car? I mean, how old are cars? You know what I mean? You can't fly a plane. You can't pass a math test. Uh, you can't... Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you can't work at Walmart. Um... You can't go to the store and buy eggs. You know what I mean? And they say some of these these people are mentally ill. Well, I beg to differ. I, I think our society that's set up for us that we live in is mentally ill. I mean, cars aren't natural. The animals didn't ask for that. They didn't ask to adjust to our cars and to our, you know, birds, to our planes and to all of that stuff. That's not natural. You know, we, we we send kids to school and domesticate them and teach them all of these ways. That's not natural. And we, when we say mental illness <clears throat> and they can't keep up, keep up with what? Keep up with what? Cars and computers, and airplanes and trips to Disney. That's not... That's not, I know about evolution. I know about where we're at in life. I know what's nice. I know what's cool. I know what's beautiful. But where are we in life to where we're diagnosing people mentally ill? That's, it's like saying uh, a lion or a lion in the zoo or tiger in the zoo <laughs> or, you know, fucking giraffe in a zoo is mentally ill yeah it's out of its natural habitat you're turning it into something that is that it's not you know like boys in school look at all the kids in school <clears throat> little boys sit in school they got all that testosterone building up and they're in high school and they're sitting down in the chair 
for uh you know they have yeah one physical hour a day where they got gym or some shit like that but that's easy that's on some bullshit for real always have always will be and uh unless they play sports they just sit in the classroom even if they do play sports they they sit in the classroom sitting down for hours on end just building up building up of course they gonna go shoot the fucking school up I want y'all to check out my boy Mike Will. This track P Valley, man. I told him I was gonna get at him on this track. Check this out. It's Wallace, bitch. separates us is this realm that we're in right now i mean we're all connected everybody on the outside of your body is just a perspective or an expression uh they're all you 
they're a different version to you. What you don't like about people, you don't like about yourself. Real shit. <laughs> what you don't like about other people, you don't like about yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't even notice it. You'll always see yourself other places. You'll see yourself. You'll see doubles of friends. You'll see all kinds of stuff like that. And we ultimately come from stars, stardust. That's what we're made out of. That's what this shit is, is stardust. So what's the true nature of stardust? Have y'all ever thought about that? What's the real true nature of stardust? Mm -hmm. What's the true nature of stardust? <laughs> what does stardust do? You know, nobody ever talks about that. And if God is a spirit and spirits don't have feelings, because spirits don't have feelings, we have feelings in the flesh. See, the flesh has feelings. And the flesh has nerve endings and it has feelings. And God is a spirit, right? Okay. <clears throat> God is you also, but I'm going to just go with your narrative right now. God is a spirit. Well, a spirit definitely in a different dimension, don't have feelings, wouldn't have compassion because humans, we have compassion because we're in the third dimension with these feelings and nerve endings and senses, our senses, seven senses, our third eye. We're using all of this stuff. God is spiritual. Spirits don't have feelings. Therefore, that's why when people pray, I tell them, I don't pray. The reason why I don't pray is because it's like begging. It's like asking. You don't ask the, you don't ask the power. You command the power. This is your world. You know what I mean? You create your reality with your perception, with your perspective. That's what creates your reality, your reality. <clears throat> Without evil, there's no good because you wouldn't have anything to gauge it off of. Yeah. You say, well, it'd be a land full of good. No, it wouldn't be because you wouldn't be able to measure good if it wasn't such thing as evil. So you need evil just as much as you need good. And that's the sad truth in life. That's the sad truth. Life is not walking around with diapers on. This is real. You need evil just as much as you need good because, because honestly, you need a balance. And you honestly have to love both of them because love and hate is the same emotion. Study, man. Think. But observe your surroundings and other people and everything outside of your body. Observe it. Observe everything. You don't have to judge when you're observing and then you just, you know. But just think about this. Real shit. <clears throat> That's a good saying and I just justified it. But honestly... <laughs> You got to judge, motherfucker. How the fuck? That's discernment. Judge, discernment. See, it's a play on words. You know, people get swayed and start shaking their head and bobbing their head. Stop agreeing with everything. Yeah. Real shit. You got to judge, man. Judge, discern. You know, judge and be judged. Because guess what? You're going to get experience. You'll eventually stop judging. 
You know what I mean? That, that's one thing. You keep putting your hand in fire, you're going to eventually get burned, and you're going to stop putting your hand in fire because you're going to know that shit burn. But I, I encourage you to put your hand in that fire. Put your hand in some fire. Just put it in there, you know, and burn yourself because you know what? After you get burned, you understand understand what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? Real shit. It's just like advice. Ain't, like, people try to give all this advice, and I really try to give, like, a guide through the experience. Hey, man, go get your experience. Because if you don't get your experience, you know what? You're going to die anyway. <laughs> Nobody's going to make it out of life alive, fam. <laughs> I play a lot of conspiracy theories and shit on the show. Especially my show on Odyssey. That's full of conspiracy theories and game shit. But, honestly, conspiracy theories and shit like that, man. It's just entertainment, y'all. You know, don't get wrapped up into this shit. This shit is crazy, right? It's fear porn. And what it does to your brain, and it does to you, is fucking... <laughs> it make you react, and it make you shape an imagination... And you can't be following the media. So I have a few disclaimers for this video. It's a whole long text, but the crux of it is that this video is sponsored, so don't trust a word I say, and also, don't start a cult. It ranks pretty high up on the list of bad ideas, up there with invading Russia during the winter and buying discount cold slaw. Nonetheless, it's interesting to look at cults from an academic perspective because they are one of the few real instances where real mind control is really used in real life. Nobody wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to go join a cult. That's Mia Donovan, and she's an expert on cults since she made a movie about them. Available on Netflix. Nobody in a cult will say they're in a cult. Similarly, nobody in Minnesota will admit they actually live in Canada, but that doesn't make it not true. So what is a cult? Well, most of these groups have a front as a Bible study or political or some other sort of group, but what makes a cult a cult is often that overwhelming influence the leader has over their followers. One could call it brainwashing. Now, the actual process of brainwashing is somewhat disappointingly abstract and inconcrete. There's no three-step guide to brainwashing your cult followers. The process is more of an art than a science. So here's your scientific three-step guide to brainwashing your cult followers. The first stage is break people down. You know, get them broken. So that's Rick Ross, no relation, and he's also an expert on cults. He calls this process coercive persuasion since he's an academic and doesn't have to worry about clickbaiting YouTube viewers. Say you get invited to a, a, um, a talk or a dinner by a group of people that you've never met before, and suddenly you're like the center of attention, and everybody's showering you with affection and praise and interest. And this is something that a lot of cults will do because that's a very irresistible thing to be at the center of somebody's attention. Making people feel special is an overwhelmingly great feeling that traps them in. Overall, in this stage, you need to, as Rick says, talk about everything negative in the world, negative in their life, uh, put a lot of pressure on them to crack and break. And then second, uh, change them. You know, once they're in that broken state, introduce your ideas. As a cult leader, you'll probably have some sort of mission for your followers, whether it be political, religious, or something else. This second stage is where you fix it in your followers' minds. And people won't necessarily accept what you say immediately because, if you're a cult leader, you're probably saying something controversial, something novel, something anti-conformist along the lines of doomsday is coming, or let's kidnap people, 
or hand dryers are the work of the devil, they're loud, they're slow, and you know what? You probably think that they're better for the environment, but the optimistic studies say that they're only 20% better, while some others say that they're not even greener at all. Did you know that hand dryers actually increase the bacteria on your hands by 117%? You're better off not washing your hands at all. Hand dryers kill. That was just an example. The reason brainwashing works within a cult is because there is that peer pressure. Things that seem normal in the real world seem that way because everyone accepts them, while abnormal things seem normal in a cult environment because everyone within the group accepts them. And a lot of it's accomplished by environmental control, social isolation, information control. Cult leaders create a new normal by manufacturing people's worlds. And then once the person has accepted that program, then you move to the third stage, which is reinforcement. You need people to continue to believe and continue to stay in a cult once it's established. At this point, I should probably make sure I don't get in loads of trouble by inspiring dozens to start new cults. I'll reiterate, don't start a cult. It may be fun for a while, but it almost never works out, especially because there are guys like Rick Ross, still no relation, who work as deep programmers. Essentially, his job is to break people out of cults by dismantling their brainwashing. It's a pretty complicated process, but essentially he starts by convincing people that they're in a cult, explaining the harm that they're causing, and then showing them there's another way. His other job is as the cult expert for the game Far Cry 5. In the game, this guy named Joseph Seed starts a cult, recruits a bunch of people, takes over a big part of Montana, kills a bunch of people, yada yada yada. But the good news is that the game is actually factually accurate, because Rick Ross said so. I was able to play an early copy of the game, and even though I'm by no means a gamer, it was a ton of fun because the story and premise was just so good. If you're interested at all in how this sounds, go watch the trailer. It's amazing. And you can also pre-order at the link in the description before the game comes out on March 27th, 2018. Master yourself. Master yourself, man. Youngsters out there, master yourself. Because if you don't master yourself, you ain't gonna do nothing but be working for somebody else. I mean, like... And not working on somebody else's business or clocking in for somebody else. Nah, you could be working on somebody else's spirit, soul, mind. Yeah, you can be putting in work. They're going to spiritually drain your ass. That's exactly what they're going to do. Work on yourself at all times. Wouldn't you rather know your divine purpose and plan for being the best you that you can be? Wouldn't you want to know what the next life holds? The future holds. What don't you want to know? What you are capable of doing? You know, anything you do, you can do it, and it can be fun. But seriously, it'll come a time that it'll go away and pass. When when we was young, man, we used to be rappers. All of us was rappers. So it was a lot of rappers, and and now I see the new generation out. They rappers and shit, and I love it. You know, it's pretty cool because I remember when you couldn't talk me out of it and all of that stuff. Well, it comes a time that you grow up out of there and you uh, have a change of heart. You got kids, you got things that you want to do and uh, just make it happen, you know? Uh, it's a new life going on. So it's 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 not like, you know, you, you, you ever got a chance to give up. Nobody's gonna make it out of life alive. Uh, you can be one of the 
greatest versions of you ever if you apply yourself, you know. And once I learned that, man, screw these titles and screw all of this shit, you know, like throughout your life, when I reached 40 throughout my life, I realized that, yo, man, <laughs> you could have all these titles, but who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? You could have all these titles. You can master all these goals, but who the fuck are you? Real shit. Like, who the fuck are you? And I think everybody need to take a second and look in the mirror and love themselves, you know, and ask themselves and talk to themselves like that. You know, uh, stop being stressed out over these titles. The only, it's, it's, it's only, the only way you can be stressed out too, uh, you know, there's too many stressed out people. The only way you can be stressed out is to A, worry about the future or worry about the past. If you worry, if, if you stay in the moment, you'll never be stressed out. You'll be in control. You'll be in total control. All the time, every time. And that's no grift, man. That's no grift. <laughs> that's a gift. Now, this right here, even if you're on your church shit, I'm telling you, you can drink this. This is Elu Ray. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. I don't drink much, but I'm going to show y'all something right here. You just take the top off of it, and uh, you pop it. And this right here, this this version is Cran Mango. Cran Mango. Y'all like that? Mm. Ooh, shit. Elu Ray. Get y'all some of that Elu Ray today. I drank that shit straight out of the goddamn bottle. Hit up EI Shoot at 365. EI Shoot 365 at gmail.com. Hit up EI Shoot 365 at gmail.com. Drinking this shit out the bottle. It's called Elu Ray. Y'all come get y'all some of this. Tune into the show. Watch it sit in the background. Y'all come get y'all some of this shit. Come on. Come on. Email that man. Email right there. Come on. Email him. Hit him up for a bottle of this. Black people. White people. Black people and white people only exist because the government need to separate people. Like... Even with the tribes, when they write, wrote the history and stuff like that, because they did write the history. They wrote that shit down in the books the way they wanted it to go. You know, they kind of pencil whipped it. So they had this tribe, that tribe, that tribe, that tribe, that tribe. Those were families. Those weren't tribes. Those were families, and they were under a big nation, and they all understood. You notice that over in Egypt, they got feathers. India, they got feathers. China, they got feathers. South America, they got feathers. Uh, ancient North America, the feathers, you know, um, Africa, feathers, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Well, yeah, Egypt, Africa, feathers, you know, that's, that's, uh, those feathers is ISIS, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello, ISIS feathers, you know, in order to escape this whole crazy matrix, just know that you can live on the inside. Everything on the inside of you is real. Everything on the outside of you is an illusion. It's just like the sky is really purple. But we see it as blue because of the sun. And you can just go Google search and do the science on that.
but it's an illusion that we live in. Live on the inside. Everybody on the outside of you is really just a reflection of yourself. You know what I mean? If you got a lot of haters, man, dig within and change that. You can change your perspective, change your mind, change all of that shit. And I promise you, it'll work. It'll work. Real shit. The elites, they don't give no fucks. That's, that's one thing. The elites, like people talk about the elites and stuff, they don't give no fucks. Because they keep, it's like a bully. They keep you at a low vibration by being mad and emotional. And they stay at a high vibration by laughing and being, you know, uh, stimulated by your fear. That's true shit. So while you stressed out on conspiracy theories and all that stuff, the elites are doing something else. Like, they vibing high. They're in a whole different dimension, homie. I want y'all to check out the uh, movie Gun Down. Yeah, that's uh, my boy Young Steel. Uh, he was on the show, and I'm going to have it back on the show, man. Uh, y'all check out the movie Gun Down, and also check out the soundtrack. Uh, and also check out Mob Ties. Check this out, man. This is this is so dope, man. This is Young Steel. Shout out to him. Nah, my lawyer had me out before we get down there. Sounds good. This is in response just to the first shooting, and we, we learned just moments ago, live on the program, that there was a second shooting just two blocks away. Okay, everybody, listen up. We got our guy in place. We got sound. Now listen for the cue. Once we hear the cue, then we make our move. Nobody moved before that. He only got one shot at this. You can't do shit a little faster. Man, that man on the way and sitting here right here being patient. The only commit we got, we can't lose the commit right here. Man, what could, you, could you just stop? Shit.
Just remember when you was born, you woke up from a dream without ever having going to sleep. Think about that. You woke up from a dream without ever having going to sleep. And even when you sleep, you're conscious. You ever thought about that? Yeah. This realm is pretty deep, man. Life is magical. Life is full of uh, a lot of stuff. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. But it's levels and you got to learn. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn yourself. You got to learn your goals. You got to learn everything you have to learn. Your lessons aren't nobody else's lessons. Your life will make sense if you pay it attention. I love you guys. This is episode 197. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Audible DJ Mellow Monkey Radio Show. <sighs> Till next time, kiddos. Peace. Oregon 911. I would like to order a pizza at. You called 911 to order a pizza? Uh, yeah, apartment. This is the wrong number to call for a pizza. No, 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 you're not. I'm getting you now. In his 14 years of service, this is a call Oregon dispatcher Tim Tenick has never gotten before. You see it on Facebook, but it's not something that anybody has ever been trained for. We're just trained to listen. He says domestic violence calls are common, but not like this. The other guy still there? Yeah. I need a large pizza. All right. How about medical? You need medical? No. With pepperoni. After this exchange, Tenick alerted officers to hurry. Turn your sirens off before you get there. Caller ordered a pizza and agreed with everything I said that there's domestic violence going on. Tenick says his intuition that something wasn't right kicked in, which to him reaffirms how important listening is in his line of work. Thank you. How can I help you? Other dispatchers that I've talked to would not have picked up on this. They've told me they wouldn't have picked up on this. Excellent dispatch work on the part of our dispatcher. Some dispatchers uh, may have hung up. Oregon Police Chief Michael Navarre told me that ordering a pizza to indicate domestic violence is something he's never heard of. Not in all my years, not in my 42 years of law enforcement. But coming up with some kind of code to alert 911 that you're in trouble is the right thing to do. The chief says if you ever find yourself in a similar situation, here's what you should do. Somehow or another, convey to that police dispatcher that you're in trouble. And this woman did that. She did that not with her words, but with the tone of her voice. Thanks to the quick thinking of both the caller and the dispatcher, the alleged abuser, Simon Lopez, was arrested and locked up. He handled the call beautifully and it had a happy ending.
hell, man.